Increase in antiretroviral treatment costs for HIV AIDS patients in South Africa have been offset by the introduction of cost-saving measures and universal treatments. This is according to a study led by a researcher from the Health, Economic and Epidemiology Research Office, a collaboration between Wits School of Medicine and Boston University School of Public Health. The study analyzed the cost of the National South African HIV treatment program and estimated the expected cost and impact of treatment guidelines by issued by the World Health Organization between 2009 and 2016. On the line, we have Kessin Meyerath, Research Assistant, Professor of Global Health at Boston University, based in South Africa. Kessin, good day and welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. South Africa has almost 4 million HIV-AIDS patients with the country's national public sector antiretroviral treatment program being the largest in the world. Who funds the treatment program in this country? Well, in contrast to most other African countries, our low- and middle-income countries globally, South Africa funds most of its AIT program from domestic resources. So about 85% of the treatment program is funded by South African tax money. As cost is a driving factor, researchers worked with our government to analyze the cost and impacts of the HIV program since 2009. What were some of your findings? We have been working with the um, South African Department of Health as well as Treasury since 2009 on um, basically annually estimating what the cost of the uh, treatment program would be and um, additional factors that could offset some of these increases in cost. A lot of the increase in cost over time is a natural progression due to prevalence increasing um, because people were living longer, but also because of more and more people being actually eligible for treatment because the threshold for patients to be um, able to access treatment were increased year on year due to those recommendations from the World Health Organization. Our job was twofold. Firstly, tell Treasury and the Department of Health exactly how much money would be put, would be, have to be put into the treatment program at current guidelines, but then also, secondly, to find out if there were any measures um, in the implementation of the program that would make it cheaper. And we were quite successful in identifying factors that were often already suggested by political um, instances such as making nurses rather than doctors responsible for providing the treatment, um, having pharmacy assistants instead of pharmacists um, actually dispense the drugs, um, and a number of other factors that were able to offset the, that natural increase in the, in the total cost of the program. Uh, you stated that uh, good maths leads to good policy. What do you mean by that statement? I think in South Africa we are in a very unusual situation in that Treasury mandates and incentivizes the use of good projections for each budget line in the budget. Um, asking the, the, government, the, department, those, the departments both at national but also at provincial level to make a case for every single budget item every, for every single financial year. Very often, and that was the case when we started working with the Department of Health, projections are just based on basically last year's budget plus some um, inflation adjustment. In this case, because it, the HIV treatment program is actually a very big budget line, it's, it's around about 10% of the total health budget um, and, and is increasing um, when the health budget itself is actually stagnant. It was very important to be able to make the case to Treasury that 
this money was needed because of increases in eligibility for the treatment program. Um, and it also had a benefit in terms of inf future infections averted and, and um, deaths from AIDS averted. So this is where we found that the better our models are, the more reliable they are, um, also the more reliable the whole process is of the Department of Health being able to come back to one group of researchers running a model that gets updated regularly um, over a very long period of time. The better the, the maps is and the data and that you know, relationship as it is, um, the easier it is for the department to make that case for Treasury. Do you foresee a reduction in the cost of ARVs in the foreseeable future, something that will benefit patients at the end of the day? There is luckily another cost saving on the horizon after a couple of years where the per patient uh, cost of antiretroviral treatment was more or less the same, was starting to increase slightly. And that is um, a potential new drug for first-line treatment for adults um, by the name of Dolutegravil, which um, had just been announced by the minister will be rolled out from April 2018 forward, which um, is a very unusual drug in that it's both a lot more effective in treating, uh, a lot more effective in preventing um, treatment failure and, and resistance development, but also is a lot cheaper than the current drug. So for the first time since I think 2012, we are able to show another cost saving, and that is from introduction of this new drug, which we believe will reduce the patient cost of treatment by about 30%. That's a very big and relevant um, budget, um, uh, well, saving for the budget, which is also important because at, in the, at the very same time, we are still increasing or hoping to increase the number of people on AAT by around about 2 million over the next three years. Certainly important developments. So thank you for sharing with us the information. You're very welcome. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Bye.